raise a spoon to Grandma, who always took all the hungry cousins to McDonald's for McNuggets and the Play Play Slide. Have something sweet in her honor. Come to McDonald's and treat yourself to the Grandma McFlurry today. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. And participate in McDonald's for a limited time. Good news, Casey. What? They found the monkey. <laughs> monkey sightings. Where did they find it? Let's see. This is according to Angela Ganote on Twitter. Mm-hmm. It doesn't say where they found the monkey at. It must. Oh, Far East Side. Okay. So the monkey has been apprehended. So did you hear? Well, no. The monkey's still in a tree. Oh, I thought you meant they got the monkey. No, they found the monkey. They've in the, seen the monkey. In the tree. The last thing that I read that he was caught drinking a beer out of a trash can. Are you being serious about I that? I actually read that. That was Wish TV's article. So there's a, there's, if you're like, what what in the hell are these cackling what hens are talking, talking about? about? There was a monkey mm-hmm. named Momo who apparently somehow escaped. Now, I gather this is from an individual escaped. Yeah, because it says owner. Someone's pet. This was not like Momo got out of the zoo. I didn't even know you could own a monkey. I didn't know that was an animal that you could actually own on your on your own. I've heard of sure. people back in the day having monkeys. Like, my dad had a monkey as a pet when he was a child. What are you but, even saying? Kevin, are you drunk still for real? No, I'm being serious. <laughs> but I, I thought that was something that, you know, back in the 60s and 70s What do you mean he did. had a... Where did he put it? It was a spider monkey. Well, it was a squirrel monkey, actually. What is that? Uh, it's just a small... <laughs> it's a small monkey from Central America. They used to sell them in pet stores, apparently. You can go into a pet store and say, give me that back monkey in, right back there. Back in the day, you could. What is going on? What did he do with it? Did it live in his it, room? Unfortunately, uh, well... Your dad I, owned I, Curious George. I, I don't know where they kept it. Did he have a diaper on it? Like, how did he train it? <laughs> I'm going to have to ask him that, but I yes. know he would take it for walks, and it would, he would hang out with it in the front yard of his house, <laughs> and his neighbors had a monkey, too. Multiple monkeys yeah. on the same street? <laughs> this was in the 60s. This was what? Indianapolis in the what? 60s. What? We need him. Casey, you reali- We need to do an interview with your you dad. You realize when people say <laughs> the, pa- the past was better than today, they're absolutely right. Think about this. There were not one but two monkeys on the street that Kevin's dad grew up on. Yes. I didn't even know amazing. you. I didn't even know you could own a monkey, but somehow this guy owned a monkey. The monkey escaped. It's been this huge thing for the past day to find the monkey. According to <laughs> Angela Ganote, uh, it's in a tree, it looks like, and... Uh, it, she's. This was 28, 28 minutes ago. Momo's owner on scene with a peach, trying to lure it back to him. Momo not taking him up on the snack just yet. Oh well, eventually Momo will get hungry and come down. Hopefully, right? Or Momo doesn't want the peach. Try okay. something else. So I thought monkeys wanted bananas. Here's my yeah, follow seriously. up. Here's my follow. Did you did you say it was drinking? It was spotted drinking a beer. Yeah, he was drinking a beer out of a trash can. Okay. So, follow-up question is, you know, look, everybody has... Momo's on a bender. If you, yeah, that's something me and him have in common. Yeah. <laughs> Kev was seen drinking a beer with Momo. Uh, if you have a dog, and every, this is a great fear for anyone who has a dog, is or, or a cat, for that matter, your dog might escape, right? And that's terrible, and you see people put the, you know, mm-hmm. please, have you seen this dog on posters or your t- towny Facebook chatterboard or whatever? Unless your dog is ravenous or vicious... There's a good chance society is not going to be in fear of a dog on the loose. And, hey, somebody sees the dog. We try to help corral him. We call the number. We get you back. It appears to me there's a lot of consternation concern over this monkey being on the loose. Should this, and I think this is about snakes. Like, people, you hear the, my boa constrictor got out. Like, I don't even know how that happens. But should you have 
have, to, and I don't know, maybe they're have having to have any, a special exotic well, animal license. Well, my question is, and maybe there hasn't been any government involvement in this, so maybe it's a false question I'm asking here. But you've seen that in the past, like with the boa constrictor, where mm-hmm. people are like actively looking for the thing. Should you have to reimburse? the government if you own oh. one of these things because i'm paying for this yeah and i'm not saying animal, I am, animal control i'm not you well right i'm not saying this i don't know with momo whether you know the animal control has been called i don't know if my tax dollars are in use here but if you have chosen to own a monkey mm-hmm. and you know okay i've got to keep an eye on this monkey because if it gets loose then you know i don't know it could be dangerous or whatever hazardous to the public right yeah what would you do if you saw a random monkey, Casey? I'd probably get my phone out and start taking a video would of it. Would you call? Would you call someone, or would you invite it over? I don't think I would invite it over. No, yeah. I would be. I would be afraid. Well, what kind of monkey are we talking? I don't know, Kevin. I didn't even because know there were different types of monkeys. Some can be kind of vicious. Yeah. Yes, some are, that's why some people are, are worried. More friendly. <laughs> We need a monkey expert, apparently. Oh, my gosh. This is... uh, Okay. Good morning. It's Thursday, (laughs) October 5th. It's nine minutes after 10. It's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. Uh, Something else that's going on this morning, Joe Biden canceling or trying to cancel an additional $9 billion in student loan debt. Now, this is happening after the Supreme Court already declared that his student debt relief plan was unconstitutional. Let's talk about it. And we all know you can't cancel debt. You can only transfer it. And he, again, is trying to transfer this to the back of the American taxpayers. Yeah, it's the famous thing that Andrew Jackson said where, you you know, to the uh, chief justice of the Supreme Court relating to, you know, kicking Native Americans off their land. You've made your ruling. Now let's see you enforce it. I'm going to do what I want to do. And this comes back to a reoccurring theme with the Biden administration, which is, not doing the number one thing which they are supposed to do, which is to uphold and defend the Constitution of the United States. They keep looking for, instead of instead of looking at this going, look, we tried something, the Supreme Court said we can't do it, let's move on to something that actually helps you know, the American people at large, their immediate approach is, well, let's see if this is a way we can game the system. Let's see if we can get away with doing this portion of the, the people. Mm-hmm. Look, you took a loan. No one held a gun to your head. No one you know, required you to do that. There was a million different ways you could earn a living that didn't involve the degree that you have. How many people are going to get relief who didn't even get degrees? And we are just continuing in order to try to, it's legalized vote buying, right? I'm trying to legally buy your vote. Yeah. Democrats trying to buy votes just as we head into election season. So the payments were paused in the beginning of March of 2020 because of the pandemic. They're restarting this month. More than 40 million Americans have to resume their payments. And we just talked about this the other day that during that pause, that three-year pause, these people with these loans, what were they doing with that money right were they saving it no right they were spending it and they were spending it on frivolous things like vacations that they apparently couldn't afford anyway designer purses shopping clothes alcohol another thing so they weren't being responsible when they had the little time out yep what makes anybody think that they're going to continue paying now? Well, so I was talking to someone last night who owned a business for many, many, many years, a very successful business in the uh, payroll industry. Mm-hmm. And so this is a person who is I've known for many years and is just brilliant in her field and really knows the economy and really knows business. And 
she said that she was at some event and there was a, a keynote speaker who was talking about the future of the economy and where we're at and you as a business owner, how do you do these things, et cetera. And they started touching on this student loan thing. And, and he said, if you are in the audience tonight and you have a child who has student loans or you know someone who has student loans, you tell them slow walk that thing as much as they can because the government is not going to quit until they get all of these things canceled by hook or by crook or, or whatever. Mm-hmm. And think about that, Casey. So, and, and this guy is not saying it's right. He's not saying it's good. He's giving you the reality. He's saying of, this is what's going to happen. Like poor, yeah. poor Jonathan, who's Tony's producer, admitted, oh, yeah, I paid my student loans off during the, the pause. So I get them done. Well, good on you for having integrity and decency. Mm-hmm. But the reality is, 10 years from now, you're probably going to look back on that and be as angry as we are because... I I am livid over this because I didn't take out student loans. It took me two extra years to get through college because I went part-time instead of full-time so I could work full-time. Mm-hmm. I didn't take out student loans. Somebody else got to have a lot more fun in college than I did because they weren't working a full-time job. They put it on the backs of me, and now I've got to pay for somebody else's their, education. their choice, mm-hmm. right? And so it is just terrible to think that you have the government who is sitting around figuring out how can we make it so that people do not have to uphold their obligation to society, which is simply saying, pay back the money that you borrowed. Mm-hmm. You signed up for this. And, you agreed to it. And you notice there's it's no on you. There's no reforms with higher education associated with any of this. Well, the cost of college is out of control. Why don't we do something about that? Uh, no, we can't do that. Let's just make it so that the money we're owed, we just wipe that off the books. Mm-hmm. And put it on somebody else. Jim Banks just tweeted out 10 minutes ago, the Biden administration has illegally and unilaterally saddled taxpayers with $127 billion in student loan debt. That is chaos. And, you know, um, I just recently got a uh, message from my daughter that she is scheduled to graduate from Purdue on May 10th. Congratulations. Woohoo! And, you know, we pull up the college direct account every mm-hmm. month yep. to see, okay, have we done this right? Have we planned it out correctly that the money that we saved for her and put in there for her yep. is going to last to get her to the finish line? And we, we think we're right on target. But how angry does that make people like me who saved for her to go to college so that she wouldn't have to take out a student loan. And now they're just, oh, the government is picking winners and losers in this. And to Jim Banks, if Jimmy is so mad about that, then why did he vote for a guy 15 times for speaker who Hmm. had not one but two opportunities to totally stop something like this and chose not to? See, it's this fake, phony outrage from these people who have the ability to do something about things and they support people who don't, and then they go on social media and go, this is egregious. Somebody ought to do something. Somebody should do something. <laughs> You're the somebody. Okay, do we want to uh, play some of this audio oh from Joe Biden? So Joe Biden went out and he uh, he talked yesterday about this, and he tries to compare it to the PPP uh, loan program. Mm-hmm. But they had no problem with the Paycheck Protection Program. Remember that? The PPP program during the during the the last several years, which was designed to help business owners who lost money, which is legitimate, because of the pandemic. Members of Congress got over hundreds of thousands of dollars in order because they lost, their businesses lost money. That wasn't a worthy, it was a worthy program. Let's be clear. Some of the same elected Republicans or members of Congress who were strongly opposed to getting relief to students got hundreds of thousands of dollars relief for themselves to keep their businesses open. 
Okay, so first of all, I get to take the moral high ground on this because I'm against all this stuff, and I've been against <laughs> it from the beginning. So I can give you a fair analysis of this. The PPP program was a scam. The PPP program was caused by the government shutting down society. Should have never happened. Same thing with the student loan debt. The cost of the out-of-control cost of college solely rests on the backs of the government who's allowed this stuff to happen and then instead of taking on the issue because they don't want to offend academia because academia in the case of the democrats is a staunch democrat voter base they just say well we'll make someone else pay for the egregious climate that we have helped create it's the what's it the same picture right it's the, the same picture it's the same thing yeah it's all wrong one is not good and one is not bad. They're both bad. They're both wrong. The government should have never shut down society. There should have been no need for a PPP program. That program was riddled with waste, fraud, and abuse. Same thing with this. It's a, they're, the, they're the same guy. All right. Uh, once again, Casey, Biden can't do websites. Have you ever noticed? Have you ever noticed that? <laughs> yes. He always messes them up. Uh, and, and here is uh, another example of Joe Biden not being able to say a website. Student studentaid.gov slash save okay what is he he's never he's one nothing more on the Tim, internet can we, can we do that one more time just for fun studentaid.gov studentaid.gov slash save that's your president there he is can't work the internet studentaid.gov slash save. I didn't even know what it was, Casey. And, and you I, figured it and out. And I got it out. Like, how can he? It's his policy. All right. It's his proposal. Before we get to break, a reminder, even Nancy Pelosi knows the president can't do this. The president of the United States does not have the power for student loan forgiveness. People think that the president of the United States is this more on the subject than you ever want to know? Will you let me know? People think that the president of the United States has the power for debt forgiveness. He does not. He can postpone. He can delay. But he does not have that power. I agree with Nancy Pelosi. Just go ahead and mark it down. It's October, <laughs> October the, 5th. the 5th. Hey, when we come back, mm-hmm. uh, Biden's br- uh, brain froze again. Yeah. And uh, we always have to play those. Plus, yeah. you have found audio of a famous stand-up comedian saying how he drank with Joe Hogsett. Yeah, we got a call about that. Somebody said in the stand-up, uh, there's a reference to Hogsett having a little nip-nip. Okay. And we found it. It's coming up from 93 WIBC. Raise a spoon to Grandma, who always took all the hungry cousins to McDonald's for McNuggets and the Play Play Slide. Have something sweet in her honor. Come to McDonald's and treat yourself to the Grandma McFlurry today. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. And participate in McDonald's for a limited time. Life is so much more than a diagnosis. It's about sharing time with those you love, hanging with friends who lift you up, and experiencing all those moments that bring you joy. All hits, no skips. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. So long live singing to the oldies, jamming out to something new, and everything in between. Two minutes after 10, it's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. Can we just do a Momo the Monkey update really oh, quick? Oh, how exciting. Uh, we did some digging, looked to see if it is legal to own a pet monkey in Indianapolis, mm-hmm. and the answer is yes. However, it must be registered with Animal Care Services, and you cannot have more than two. 
You can have more than one? <laughs> yes, but you can't have more than two. Okay, Kev, your job today when <laughs> you are... You Search have, for Momo? You have, well, you know, when you have full are a full sound mind and body <laughs> is to have a conversation with your dad mm-hmm. yeah. about his monkey that he had as a kid in the 60s. I, I need to know everything about that. We've talked a lot about it. Actually, he did tell me a story about how one day his dad, my grandfather, was sitting on their porch eating uh, from a jar of peanuts. Yeah. And the, the neighbor's monkey came up to him, put his arm around him, and started eating <laughs> from the jar. And he was a friendly, friendly <laughs> monkey. Yeah. So that's why you have a monkey, so that it'll just come up and help himself. I mean, it just seems like, again, and perhaps what we're seeing here, mm-hmm. and you know me, I'm Mr. Hey, you live your life as you see fit. However, I also recognize impeding on your neighbor's ability to live their life as they see fit <laughs> is also part of being in a, you know, a decent law-abiding society. It would seem having a monkey, mm-hmm. and this is you know example number one, might be a bit of a risk in a highly residential type of area. Now, if you live in the country and it's you and the next house is, you know, three you know, three quarters of a mile away. Yeah, let him go. Hey, I guess. But it just seems like yeah. a bit of a risk that we now have a monkey in a tree. Now, I have to imagine that <laughs> owning a pet like a monkey, it's probably an expensive proposition, right? Because clearly you have to have it registered. I'm sure you have to pay a licensing fee of some sort. So I have an idea for this oh, pet exciting. owner. Yeah. They should get a live cam on this monkey. On the monkey. Yeah. Well, they have to be able to keep track of the monkey, which well, appears to be a problem. Yeah, that's, that's to start. Okay, that so, would be such good footage well, let's, to watch. Let's, let's, Let's think about this for a second. So think about how hard it would be to own a monkey. If you have a dog, yeah, you let the dog out in the backyard. I have a privacy fence in my mm-hmm. backyard, and I know when Bruce is out there, Bruce is securely in the backyard. I can let him mosey around. He will like to eat weeds and plants and all sorts of things, and I know he'll he'll come back when he's ready to but come back. But you have a big tree in your backyard. I do. And that but this Bruce is my, can't climb that tree. This is my point, though, yeah. Casey. I can let him out. And 20 minutes later, he will come back to the door when he is when he is done mm-hmm. doing whatever he's doing out there. You cannot do that with the monkey because the monkey could climb over the right. fence. Exactly. It's like having a baby. Yeah. You got to have him on a leash, perhaps. Or, I don't know, There's some dogs have the, the shock collar, the invisible fence. Uh-huh. I wonder if you can do that. Oh, you could shock the monkey. See what oh, I did there? <laughs> See what I did there? Fantastic. Um, okay. Shock so- the monkey. <laughs> Let's play this Michael Epps audio, and then we'll we'll get to Biden uh, coming up. Yeah. So somebody called in uh, with voicemails. We were talking about uh, Joe Hogsett, and somebody called in with voicemails the other day and said that Michael Epps, who does- Comedian. He's comedian. from here. Yep, does this stand-up, and in his latest routine, I believe which he said was on Netflix, he mentions Joe Hogsett, how he went out drinking with the mayor. Yeah. We found it, and here it is. We got the Mayor Hoxett in the house. Y'all give it up for the Mayor Hoxett! Me and him was drinking all day today. That's what I like about it. He don't give a f***. He be on the commercials lit as hell. of this is the camera 
yeah. does a shot on Joe Hogg's set, and he is laughing it up, thinks it's the funniest thing. Okay, so look, uh, part of comedy involves, you know, stretching of the truth, etc., ex- you know, exaggeration, yeah. whatever. But that's not something you would just randomly come up with. And it's very clear this guy and Hogg's set are buddies. And so this is all relevant because there are many, many people who believe that Joe Hogsett was either drunk off his ass or was in rehab during the riots. What we do know is Joe Hogsett has refused, uh, despite many public records requests, to provide any sort of tangible paper trail for where he was during the riots. There is no, hey, you know, his whole thing is, I was at home. Okay, well, where are the phone calls? Where are the emails? The city's burning. Surely the mayor is in some sort of coordination. We know, what we do know is the mayor did not give the order to remove officers from the circle. We know, without a doubt, that the officers had the circle the night, first night of the riots under control. I was here. I saw it in person and got out right before all hell broke loose. My wife was with me at the time. And what we know is someone from the mayor's office, not Joe Hogsett, told them, and I was told the exact phrase by multiple people who are not connected inside of IMPD, was let them march. And somebody gave that gave that order, not Joe Hogsett. Where was Joe Hogsett? Why would you not tell people where you were and why would you not? He knows what the the allegations are about him. Can you imagine, Casey, if someone was like, Casey was totally boozed up on the air today. Now, Casey was totally boozed up at a night with WIBC, but that was after the program was over. You know, if, 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 can you imagine if Casey came to work drunk and she was just, it was the worst radio show ever and, and somebody ought to fire her, wouldn't you be like, no, absolutely not. I wasn't drunk, and here's the proof, and blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. He knows that that's out there, and yet he has never provided a single solitary exp- uh, explanation with proof on where he was and what he was doing during the riots. And then you got this guy. Mm-hmm. That's not something you would just make up. Saying you, he's out drinking with him. You might say, mm-hmm. hey, Joe Hogg sits here tonight, the mayor of Indianapolis, la- yeah. ladies and gentlemen. You wouldn't basically say your your good buddy who is the mayor is a, a you know, drunk and a wino and that's what he said because it probably was happening you're listening to kendall and casey on 93 wibc rob you probably know how much money you've saved in your ira or 401k right oh casey it is a number i can't even begin to express to you because well i work in radio it's probably a little smaller than you'd like it to be hmm? well is that what you're saying because i work in radio yeah okay well do you know how much you owe in taxes on this money in retirement you know i don't casey but that's why i always consult a highly trained professional yeah that's an important number to know otherwise you really don't know how much money you do have Yes, it's Kendall and Casey. Hello, and we want to thank everybody who's listening to this program. So listen up. Learn how you could dramatically reduce your the taxes on your IRA and 401k. Just go to savetaxeswithbill.com. That's savetaxeswithbill.com. Just input a few numbers, and you'll instantly see how much money you could save in taxes when you retire. That's from our good friend Bill Demery right here in Indy. Don't give the government a nickel more in taxes than you have to. Learn how much money you could save in taxes when you retire by going to savetaxeswithbill.com. That's savetaxeswithbill.com. It's time to hear from you. Kendall and Casey present Voicemails. Brought to you by QC Kinetics for non-surgical regenerative medicine treatments at 317-559-PAIN. I'm so sorry you have just reached my answering machine. The 
phone number if you'd like to get involved. 317-684-8444. It's 1035 with Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. And time to hear from you with your voicemails. All right, Rob. Got a lot of phone calls about uh, what's going on with... Matt Gates, yeah, Kevin McCarthy. Somebody called in and they said they're uh, with you. They are all in with what Matt Gates did. I'm all in with Rob and the joy around Kevin McCarthy. I called, uh, you know, I'm going to say 25 to 30 Congress people last night, telling them they should have uh, supported McCarthy or um, uh, Gates and voted against McCarthy. And every one of them knows McCarthy's in there gumming up the works. He's just, there's no impeachments. Uh, he backed him up on the budget. And the one thing that I believe that really should have thrown everyone, and I believe Gates knows the truth about this, Joe Biden is demented, senile, can't remember anything, can't finish a sentence, and he can't remember anything because he's constantly lying. But the one thing a liar can remember is the truth. And the truth is, he swears adamantly that he had a backdoor deal for additional Ukrainian funding. And Gates mentioned that prior, said he heard that that was a done deal and it was true. And I believe that to be true. And there, it's just like January 6th. The whole thing was a Democrat FBI-led setup. Mike Pence knows the truth, and he's still talking about it. And all those Congress people know the truth, but they just don't want to get Nancy Pelosi. I digress. But it goes back to the fact that these people already knew that was true. If Matt Gates knows it, then these other Congress people know it, too. Okay, so, so far, the U.S. has sent more than uh, $100 billion of taxpayer dollars to Ukraine. Yep. And he's saying that there was this secret deal with McCarthy and Biden to send even more. Well, Schumer said it when they voted for the CR, that McConnell and I are going to get this done. We're going to keep fighting to get this done. We're not done. And does anybody doubt that Kevin McCarthy had some sort of side deal to get that taken care of? I mean, he had come out and, and admitted they were not going to uh, pull all the funding from Ukraine. So just because it wasn't in this, just take him at his word. I, I, I got to Again, I come back to the it is amazing how often we are right on this show, Casey. And I get there are people who hate me with the with the passion that I can't even begin to express on these airwaves. But part of why they hate us so much is because they know we're right so much. And we are listened to by so many people. Casey, last night, that audience, those people erupted because they were excited to be there with us because we are right. They like being around us. They like being with us because we are right. People literally pay money to hang out with us, Casey. Yeah. People like to hear the truth. They do. And the politicians know we are on the side of what's good and what's decent. I don't make any more or less money based on what my actual opinion is on this show each day. Mm-hmm. Like, there's not something in my contract that says, Rob, if you rip on the Republicans 93% of your show... <laughs> You'll get a bonus. There's nothing on that. Yeah. I have this show based on people listening. If if people didn't listen to us, we wouldn't work here. And the reality is people listen, and we heard that from our audience again last night, because they are sick and tired of business as usual in Washington, D.C., and business as usual evolves around Republicans not keeping their word to the American people. Okay, we got another phone call. Uh, Somebody wanted to comment on Jefferson Shreve. Oh, hi. I just had a thought that I felt like I wanted to share. Um, This whole Jefferson Shreve campaign, if you can even call it a campaign, uh, 
I've been watching, and it's been just one big disappointment. But it dawned on me how similar Jefferson Shreve has treated the Marion County Republican voter. And there are a few Marion County Republican voters, and I'm one of them. But Jefferson Shreve has treated us in a very similar fashion to how Bud Light treated its main customer base. And the parallels just dawned on me, and I thought I'd mention it. And uh, that's that. Keep up the good work. Bye-bye. <laughs> I thought that was a great yeah, analogy. That's interesting. Yeah, that's interesting. Well, so last night, and again, not everybody there obviously lives in Marion County. Mm-hmm. Um, but there were many people who do live in Marion County who were there last night. And Marion County and the mayor's race came up in our panel that we did at the the end, moderated by Tony Kennett. Mm-hmm. And it was fascinating to see the reaction because Hammer and Tony Katz kind of went at it on this. And Tony basically, you know, I don't want to put words in his mouth. You were there, too, mm-hmm. was advocating for people voting for Jefferson Tree. Yep. And versus- well, I think his point was don't let Hogsett win. Yeah. And the reaction from people on that was very direct in terms of displeasure of hearing that because people are catching on to what, again, we are right so often on this show and it has taken me seven years to get to this point. When I started here, I was a total outlier and it's like, oh, there's this radical libertarian guy on on Sundays on WIBC and he works with those two women. He's crazy. And now people are like, oh my gosh, he was right. You have to punish these people. If you just keep voting for someone because they're slightly maybe better than the Democrat alternative, then you will keep having crap candidates who will put crappy policy out that will not make your lives any better. And I think the reaction from our audience last night in that back and forth between Hammer and Tony shows people are getting there now. Mm -hmm. People are getting there to realize our vote should be earned. It should not be given away. It's the same picture with these guys. 1041 with Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. Uh, Okay, so you had a disagreement with Tony Katz. You were on opposite sides with what happened with Kevin McCarthy. Well, and let's let's be clear what I was a little animated about or upset about. And again, I think Tony's a very wonderful broadcaster and does a nice show. But he can't say something that's in direct contrast to what I believe and me just go, okay, that's fine. I mean, look, we're friends and it's okay. But he said, if you say, and again, I think paraphrasing, but he said, if you say someone who voted for Kevin McCarthy is not a conservative Mm -hmm. because they voted for Kevin McCarthy, then you're not a serious person. Right. And I went through what a conservative is to me and what that definition is to me and how these people in Congress know the leadership is all that matters. When you vote for a member of Congress or Senate, you're not voting for that person. You're voting for the leadership. And they knew by instituting Kevin McCarthy what the policies would be, which is the status quo of the Biden administration, which is what what we have right now. So to me, there's no way you can say someone who knows that they know better. They know what Kevin McCarthy's intentions are and votes for him is a conservative. Now, you can disagree with that. That's fine. But to say I'm not a serious person, and our audience last night seemed to generally be in agreement with that, that you can say that, and it doesn't make you an unserious person. Yeah. Okay, well, somebody called in, and they had an idea. I I was nervous. I'll be honest with you. When we were in that (laughs) roundtable, I thought, oh, no, are these two going to get in a fight? And I know Matt Hiblin even... (laughs) said that he was concerned but somebody called and they had an idea that uh what you guys should do to resolve any problems or issues between you 
Hey guys, love your show. Wanted to make a suggestion. I think we need a WWE type showdown between Rob and Tony Katz. And I think you need to do it on the Hammer and Nigel show and let them referee. <laughs> Just a thought. Have a great day. So uh, that comes out of, I think at the end of that clip where he's like, you're not a serious person. He had said, I'll fight you on a street right, corner right. or something like that. And I was like, that's really weird to threaten to fight, uh, you know, like people mm-hmm. that just disagree with you but and this is the question i posed last night if indeed jim jordan and I, look i i think the guy has a serious lack of judgment in voting for kevin mccarthy but simply going by the actual voting record of the guy if jim jordan becomes speaker of the house of representatives will we not look at each other and go wow what Matt Gates did was very productive, and it is going to likely make America a better place. So you would come to terms and agree that the best thing happened eventually. The best thing was Rob Kendall was right. <laughs> I think you could turn this into like the Musk uh, but, and Zuckerberg fight. But, 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 but I mean, there's. Am I wrong? I mean, if 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 indeed Jim Jordan ultimately becomes Speaker of the House. Mm-hmm. Terrible choice to vote for McCarthy aside, is there not a better chance that we will get better public policy from Jim Jordan that might actually begin to solve some of the problems in this country than then, we would with Kevin McCarthy? Yeah, well, there's the potential. And if that happens, mm-hmm. then Matt Gates was right, and Matt Gates did the correct thing, mm-hmm. and by default, the people who supported Matt Gates are right, and that would make us serious people. Yep, correct. Thank you. It's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. Raise a spoon to Grandma, who always took all the hungry cousins to McDonald's for McNuggets and the Play Play Slide. Have something sweet in her honor. Come to McDonald's and treat yourself to the Grandma McFlurry today. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. And participate in McDonald's for a limited time. Life is so much more than a diagnosis. It's about sharing time with those you love, hanging with friends who lift you up, and experiencing all those moments that bring you joy. All hits, no skips. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. So long live singing to the oldies, jamming out to something new, and everything in between. It's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. Hammer joins us in the studio. All right. Explain to everybody, what is the Thunder Beer drinking game? It, so, was the, it was the end of Kevin last night. Well, that's, that's, that's what he's claiming. <laughs> Remember that little debate we had on this show about a month ago? Who could drink more, Kevin in his prime now yeah. or me a little past my prime? We answered that question last night. We got the answer to that question <laughs> last night. <laughs> I was having, And still the defending right. champion of the world! I was, I was <laughs> drinking all kinds of yeah, stuff. Well, so, so, so in fairness to Kevin, uh, I knew it was going to be a rough night for him because he was pre-gaming in his mm-hmm. van before the event and then he was like Steve Buscemi and the wedding singer with two cocktails in each mm-hmm. hand in the pregame and then my wife for some reason and I have absolutely no idea why agreed to give him a bottle shot mm-hmm. and then when you proposed the Thunder Beer game I said that is not going to end well for him. Now let the record clearly state it's not like your boy here wasn't pregaming as well. Well I know but did, I, were you that le- I mean is it we had proposed like a drink for drink sort of thing I mean he had consumed a disgustingly irresponsible amount of alcohol before the and all different colors and flavors too and i love he was i love he was working it's one thing like if somebody in the audience wait what you weren't again have you met me (laughs) 
<laughs> we do this three to seven every afternoon. <laughs> People think we just drink beers on Friday. Uh-uh. No. So the Thunder Beers drinking game is something that I've done at many weddings that I've been the host to. Rob, you've seen yep. it in person. Yep. Where everybody gets in a big circle. Everybody's got a beer. One person starts in the middle. And you just keep chugging until you hear the word thunder in the song Thunderstruck. Mm-hmm. And then you stop and the next person goes and so on and so on. And there's a couple times in that song where if you get stuck during the yep. breakdown, yep. like the very beginning, which I always volunteer myself, I ended up chugging a full tall boy. Yep. And I grabbed another one and I think you, Rob, may have got stuck with the yeah, breakdown at yep. one point. Yeah, I did. And, and it, so you've got to just keep drinking until the thing's over. Now for me, yeah. I did that. I had had a beverage beforehand and then it immediately dawned on me as soon as I got done, Oh crap! I've got to go out on stage in yeah. twenty minutes and be able to form complete sentences. Uh-huh. And so I literally was just chugging bottles of water, smacking myself in the face. And <laughs> hey, did I not go out there and give an award-winning performance you were yesterday? Fantastic! I you just, did great. I was uh, 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 so I held up my end of the bargain. However, some people did not. Again, thank you to all the folks that came out last night. That was an awesome, sold-out crowd. Thank you to Relay Indiana for being the presenting sponsor. Mm-hmm. Uh, shout out to Thompson Furniture and AAA and Relay Indiana. Relay Indiana. God bless all these people for supporting what we do here on WIBC. And what's great is that trolls come out against this radio station Mm -hmm. regardless. If we would have had this event and nobody showed up and it would have been in some random bingo hall with folding (laughs) chairs, we would have been mocked like mercilessly. It was a sold-out rocking crowd at the Historical Society, yeah. mm-hmm. and there's still people trolling on social media. So that just tells us we're doing something right. Yeah, um, I will say, though, in defense of Kev, he came back to my house and had multiple more high-alcohol-by-volume mm-hmm. beverages. Now, he paid for it this morning. I mean, big time. Get but ready. he showed up yeah. to work, though, yeah, and that's awesome. Get ready. Because we've all done that. Now, he's training yeah. poor Noah over here. <laughs> no, and, he's training someone today. Okay, so so <laughs> Noah is new. He's just out of college. He's getting exposed to the world of radio. So mm-hmm. Kev's training him in there. He's pulling the audio before the show, and, and I walk past, and Kev is gone. And then maybe 15 minutes later, I walk past, and Kev is still gone. And mm-hmm. I, I popped in, and I said, uh, how, how long has he been how long has he been gone? And Noah just very politely, very nicely, not to offend anyone, goes, Qu- quite a while. <laughs> yeah. I, I had to pay a little visit to the, uh, yeah, you the porcelain yep. god. Yep, yep. Now, Noah, you're not on the microphone, but thumbs up or thumbs down? Thumbs up or thumbs down? Have you played Thunder Beers before? Thumbs, oh. thumbs down. And he went to Butler. You got Man, come on, guys. I'll, I'll tell you what, that is not a game for the faint of heart because you don't mm-hmm. just do them with regular beers. You do them with the tall boys. And I'll tell you what, I mean, Miller Lite, which is what you had. I know that's your, your beer of choice. It's fine. But when you are chugging it like a bottle of water, I mean, it is you really got to pace yourself. Yep. I feel like a, I was the teetotaler last night because you guys were all did drinking. You, did you see how you left the building, Casey? Yes, I was fine. I was sober. Drove home. Had to. Uh-huh. You guys were all drinking before you went on stage. I was like, I, I can't do that. Uh-huh. I had to read, though. I had to read a book. So, <laughs> But, man, that crowd was fun. That was a great night last night. And, again, when this thing goes on sale next year, yeah. get your tickets. Because it sells out super quick. But we work really hard to make sure everybody gets their money's worth. And next year, we're going to send Kev up on stage with us so he can just keep shouting, the best man, the better man. <laughs> <laughs> Steve Boone. See me in the wedding singer, <laughs> knocking over speakers and plates. Hey, um, 
Can we talk about you're you're in a little bit of a funk right now, and we got to figure out like how to pull you out of this betting funk you're in yeah. because you're one of the great betters in Central Indiana history, and we got to do something. I don't know if it's like we need to put you in undergarments like uh, Tim Robbins in in Bull Durham. What's going on? So here's the thing: if there's a silver lining to this, I'm not giving the bad bets out to the yeah, public, right? Right. Because every Friday about 4:45, I put out my plays for the weekend for yeah. football games, and we're above 500. We're doing pretty well. Yeah. If you're above 500, you're making money. Yep. But the personal plays that I have when I'm bored, like when you and I just text each other, you betting on this baseball game tonight? Yeah, why not? Well, I wasn't before, but now I am. Like, we're in a little bit of a funk here, so. You got screwed yesterday, though. I mean, you got, what, three out of four right in your parlay, and you get nothing out of that. Nothing. It's all or nothing. And it's on me, because I've always said parlay bets are sucker bets. Yeah, you do. The house wins the majority of the time. You went against your own advice. I was bored. Yeah. Because if you had to bet them individually, you'd have made a bunch of money. Yeah, yeah. I won three out of four yeah but they've all got a hit you know that's the thing about the parlay and it's a you, big payout if you hit it mm-hmm. but if you don't you get nothing you got the worst of all worlds too because your first one lost right the daytime game yeah the no good rotten tampa bay rays got swept at home in front of a rocking crowd of about eighteen thousand. <laughs> i mean that's a playoff baseball yes, game pathetic. Eighteen thousand. that's it that's pathetic and they've got a deal in place in tampa to get a new stadium yes. like these people clearly don't care about baseball down there even if you hated the stadium right market square arena wasn't a cathedral yeah. for basketball but when the pacers and knicks were in there man it was rocking and rolling you got any hot takes on this uh very exciting bears commanders game tonight we're gonna have to bet on something to make this thing worth watching the bears and the commanders <laughs> I mean, this thing, I get every team has to appear on prime time at some point. That's the rule of the NFL. But my goodness, Rob. I'm not convinced the Bears, like, I think legitimately if the Bears, and I always say this, the people are like, well, if they played this college team, no, normally NFL teams would beat the brakes off most college teams because they're so much bigger. They're so much stronger. Everybody on an NFL roster was a stud on their college team. But the Bears are so bad. (laughs) I mean, they are so bad. And there was optimism in the offseason that Justin Fields has turned this corner and they made that trade for the Carolina receiver and they picked up that receiver that was the Notre Dame kid from the Steelers. Chase Claypool, yeah. And now they've basically told him you're not good enough to make this roster. And this is how much I suck at betting. And I forgot to do them, so I didn't lose any money. But I had the Bears over 7.5 and and the Colts under 6.5 wins. And it looks like I'm going to be wrong on both of those. The house always That's wins. Why they got the big pumpkin <laughs> there in Vegas now. What's coming up this afternoon? Uh, you're going to come by, go off the rails. We've got the latest on Speaker of the House drama and Monkey Gate. Yeah. Monkey Gate in Indy. Momo, Face Hammer, it's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. Raise a spoon to Grandma, who always took all the hungry cousins to McDonald's for McNuggets and the Play Play Slide. Have something sweet in her honor. Come to McDonald's and treat yourself to the Grandma McFlurry today. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. And participate in McDonald's for a limited time.